What is up, everyone? Welcome to the L2R2 PlayStation Podcast. My name is Fozzie. I'm joined by my co-host from across the pond, my brother from another mum, brother from another mum, Callum Monroe. Callum, how the heck have you been? I've been very well. It's actually quite nice um, how it's dark. You can see it's dark because it shows that we are indeed across the pond, the cosmic pond, (laughs) um, where it is dark here and I assume light where you are. I, I, I don't know in these ap- apocalyptic days whether I can even assume that anymore. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the uh, earth's flat, so it should be dark for me too, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it's a foggy Pacific Northwest day over here. Nice. Did you get affected by the, the red? Did you have the red stuff that came over you... from the from Canada? What do you mean the or red the, stuff? Do you have like, like a new red drug? skies? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. But there wasn't there like a um some kind of fire in canada and it got oh. spread over to um we yeah oh, we get those was, was that more was that more northeastern the one recently i can't remember but there was one in it looked really scary there, yeah we haven't had one like in the past couple of months but every summer it's there's always a crazy wildfire there, wildfire it's either oregon or it's canada because it's all just forest basically over there it's like 90 percent forest mm. so inevitably they always light on fire and it's like it's like um Blade Runner, the the sequel where they're if you've ever watched that's just like just thick, you know, yellow smoke. Yeah. It usually happens for a good month, basically, every every summer. Climate change is wild because now you can count on it every month when before yeah. when I was a kid, that never happened that that yeah. often. But yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing photos and it was it was very like Blade Runner actually, like that mm-hmm. kind of filter over everything. Um which is yeah, quite scary. I mean, we we just stay grey over here. Gotcha. Um, and then maybe, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that England has the worst summers, but it's definitely mostly grey and bleak in, in England. Jolly old England. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the Pacific Northwest, too. It's like we're used to that rainy, just like, yeah, yeah just wearing boots all the time and whatever, listening to punk rock and, and <laughs> just drinking coffee. So like, I feel yeah. like it's the same, similar yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Wearing yeah. some Doc Martens over there. Yeah. Nice, Cal. Well, how you been these past two weeks? Uh, yeah, good. Um, been quite lazy, actually. Been still very, just struggling with the uh, return to life uh, after Christmas, the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting there slowly, just yeah, trying to start exercising more and doing things. But yeah, the past two weeks has kind of been the bit before I do all of that. It's kind of the the bit where I'm being like extra lazy. Um, and hopefully it will it will actually result in me not doing that. But we'll we'll soon find out. Back to work tomorrow, so that should be the kick up the ass um, yep. I need. <laughs> yep, I hear you. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat trying to get because always you know first of the year like it brings you back into the trying to you just get more active and get to the gym mm-hmm. more. And my wife's been like going every day, and so it's constantly like weighing on me where it's like I'm not I need to go with her. She's she's been doing it and it's and kicking ass. And um, but you were you're training um kickboxing was it for a while right? Are you I still was, yeah? Are you still into I, that? Yeah, no. Well, since since I moved to Brighton, I I stopped doing it. Um, and I've tried sort of here and there, little other different things, but mainly haven't really been doing anything. I play football with work people every week and um but yeah so i just need to get back into the groove something i need i always need like a schedule like almost like a class to go to i'm not very good at doing it all myself i need to kind of go and have something set 
just so I can go turn up, do it, and then that's my exercise done, and I can go back to eating everything I want. Yeah. Um, I don't have to think about it too much, you know. Just turn up, get told what to do, go home, and and uh, there you go. But I mean, I do enjoy the the doing of it. But yeah, it's just the kind of um, the making time for it, scheduling it yourself. I just like yeah to turn up and 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 do it. Were you teaching it too? Did I remember that correctly? Yeah, point? there were a couple. Yeah, a couple of times, if the the seafood could make it, I would take a class, um, which was good fun. Could you roll that into as you go to the studios and you're helping people in person? Can you just like organize a kickboxing class and teach them how to do it? And there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I took, funnily enough, there was a couple of guys from work who we did do a little uh, thing a, a couple of years ago, um, where so went up to these little gardens in in Brighton and did a little session with them because they're both into sort of uh you know martial arts and things anyway so um but yeah other than that it's just been me being extraordinarily lazy um but yeah but but, but yeah but it, it, it's good because it means I can play games which is uh always nice yeah that's true <laughs> that's the silver lining I guess with that with being lazy yes nice. yes well what you been playing um I have been playing some Remnant 2, which I think I'm pretty much done with now, uh, playing that with a friend, um, and I beat it and sort of got to that point where you're like, I could now keep playing it and try and get everything or, or whatever, but um, I think I'm just going to leave it because there's just so many other games. Um, and I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 um, steadily, which is, yeah, is incredible. Um really really enjoying that and also a little bit i know same as you of gravity rush as well which i was actually playing today just before i came on here so um so yeah other than that i'm i think i've probably brought up many times before but i'm re-addicted to football manager so okay yeah doing that a lot as well which is just the most consuming game i've ever played it just (laughs) will forever be able to to consume me i think and you're like managing the team and all the different, you know, aspects yeah, of a football it's, team. It's like a, it's like a new life. It's like a fake life, a fake world. And yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. Interesting, interesting. And then Baldur's Gate three. That's a game that man, I I want to get into. I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's coming around my corner soon. Where it's like one of these days, I'm just gonna start. <laughs> playing it download it but uh yeah. how, how are you liking it i don't know if you talked about that uh, last yeah time. i mean it's it, yeah it, it, we probably talked about it before because i played it when it came out it like oh right the early access now, the early access and i played it then and really enjoyed it then even though it was obviously very broken uh and much changed now as well i think i'm starting to realize um but yeah it's really really amazing um i mean obviously i know everyone's been sort of saying the same things about it but yeah it's it's one of those where you just really have to play it it's um so it's a very personal game like it feels very personal to you and your character you've created and um it's one of those games that it lends well to play it really slowly and just really like take it in and really take time to explore and read and you know pick up the pick up lots of things and just examine them and read all the books and notes and things you find is a lot of sort of storytelling that can be missed but if you take it slowly it really uh sucks you in but yeah it's um it's it's really really great um and i like crpgs i, I never really have a tendency to finish them so i'm hoping this one i will finish but um yeah steadily been playing through that and it is uh yeah can't recommend it enough it's very very good 
Yep, that's it's on my list, man. It's on my list. I got to try that. Um, you know what I did play a little bit of, and it was just to kind of, it, it was along with the, not the controversy, but the conversation that was happening online, but I jumped into Pow World, which is on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Um, have you been following some of the, just the, all the stuff in the news it's been the past you know week or so it's only been a week that it's actually been officially out or at least you know it's early access now i think technically they sold uh, i just checked today they're at eight million uh, copies sold that's just on steam it's on game pass so it's like this game is nuts uh yeah. you know crazy successful uh i played a bit and it's it's not for me it's just kind of like a janky like just a weird like survival kind of crafting game but a lot of people are actually really positive on it and then there's a whole copying you know controversy too but what do you think about power world uh, yeah i haven't played it but yeah I've, I've sort of had to i guess be exposed to the things that are being said about it and yeah uh yeah sounds like a you know it sounds similar to a few different things but um but yeah there's some inter interesting conversations around it especially around the kind of designs of the creatures um but yeah it, it, it seems to have blown up i don't think i'll ever play it but um it's it, i guess it's cool that people are enjoying it but i also don't know whether a lot of this is from the kind of conversation around it making people want to go in and check it out but because uh, i hadn't heard about it until the kind of drama about it i had no mm. idea it even existed um and i like to think i'm fairly kept up on games and what's coming out so i'd assume that there'd be a lot of people in, in the same boat so i'm not <clears throat> really sure where it came from or how it's been able to kind of just do so well but yeah, yeah i remember um this was back before we ended the pod with uh, when uh, the side one I do with my buddy Gavin, we had covered it because there was an initial like announcement CGI reveal, you know, concept mm. trailer. And it's like, oh, this is Pokemon with guns. So this is <laughs> two years ago, whatever. And then finally they're they're out in early access. And it's it is that. And um, yeah. it's just interesting to see all the controversy with the character models and how in my mind, they're they're a hell of a lot close to Pokemon. It's like you got to. There, there's something there it's weird but i guess they have some some wiggle room it's just like i'm already kind of negative on that side of things and then the gameplay itself is just kind of like if you mixed somewhat of the zelda breath of the wild with like a minecraft e with a Fortnite kind of thing it's like it seems like they're as a dev they're trying to just go with whatever's popular merge it together and i guess you know they they found success doing it it's just there's no soul there for me like there's no actual unique thing there for me it's not really fun but yeah. i'm surprised with uh going on twitter it's like people are actually the people are digging it are really digging it mm. yeah it's, it's it's like you said you know it's not like it does any of those things better i guess it's just the, it's just unique in that those things are blended together for the first time which I guess, and like you said, it's all the most popular possible things that have all been stitched together. So it's almost like a, just like a neuron scratch for like the most basic kind of yeah. itch that people have, I guess, which obviously works. But um, yeah, I, I kind of put it there with like Roblox. That's another game that like does ridiculously well. And it's, and I just have no idea. The only time I saw it was recently um, and it was, yeah, horrifying uh, looking. So there's definitely a space of, games that i do not understand or am aware of 
Yeah, it's it's weird, uh, but it's happening and it's it's selling so many copies. And I am interested to see because uh, there's the connection to Pokemon, which a lot of the characters seem to be, you know, based off of. And the Pokemon company, I forget the actual legitimate name, but they put out because it's, it's a side thing from Nintendo. They put out a response saying that they're looking into it and, you know, they're aware of this. They don't they don't uh, reference it specifically. But it seems like, especially with Nintendo, they're very litigious where it's like they'll take down anything, no warning. The fact that they put out some kind of response makes me think maybe they don't have a case and they're just like having some kind of public response to the yeah. game itself. But it's they, they probably They probably already knew about it as well way, oh, yeah. way before this. So I think, yeah, if, unless they're kind of waiting to see just how well it does. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's lots of games that... I don't know, maybe not copy Pokemon in this way, but um, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's, it's. I mean, Pokemon's not really something I'm massively familiar with. Um, but, you know, I liked the cartoon when I was younger and yep. I played like some of the earlier games. But so I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's, it's difficult for me to look at it and really be able to have that passion to sort of say like oh my god that looks exactly like this creature from pokemon when i i honestly would look at them both and just i wouldn't even know which one was pokemon which one was power world um to start with so i'm just not qualified enough to to know how just how bad it is and it's something i i've been thinking about recently i'm not a lawyer i know nothing about how the law works but if you're a company like especially a huge company say like nintendo you have this other group Possibly you have a case where they're infringing on your copyrighted material. Do you wait? Is it to benefit you to wait to let them sell X amount of copies, become successful, have a lot of money that you can see in the bank? Would you wait to sue them then to then maybe? So if you take them to court, it's like you could actually benefit from them selling these copies or would you want to nip it in the bud early on? I don't know how that works, but I wonder if Nintendo... That's why, like, in the coming in the days that were like they're announcing, oh, we've sold five million, six million, seven million. I was wondering, was Nintendo just waiting for them to to actually make some good money, and then okay, now we're going to sue you? But I don't know how that works. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I guess if if that if that would mean that they could potentially get a stronger case or make more money, then I guess they probably would want to do that. But like you said, I've no, I, I don't even have the slightest idea of. The ben, the, you know the pros and cons of of doing either way, but I, I would assume that there is definitely at least an argument for why they would do that. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. No, me either. And uh, yeah, good luck to the people over at Power World, and and we'll see if they <laughs> get sued or they they sail on to the sunset and and keep making it. And it's yeah, it's weird. We're maybe on the cusp of a whole new juggernaut thing that that battles against Fortnite and like call of duty mm. we'll see if that becomes like its own its own yeah success. and weirdly as well i mean it's it's so largely played but i don't see anything the only thing i see about it is the conversations like this i don't see i don't think i've even seen gameplay for it and for a game to be that big and that in like the kind of mainstream things that you know us as weird zombie people who look at our phones you know look at twitter and things i haven't seen a single thing so it's a it's a weird game i don't know it's difficult to even know if it's going to take off because I, I haven't even seen what it looks like outside the kind of side to side photos and the weird creatures that apparently look like other things 
Now, in, in my feed, I do get, and it's weird, I do get a lot of, at least it's Twitter suggesting like different accounts. Also, side note, I refuse to call it X. I'll never call it X. It's Twitter. It's, let's yeah, just yeah. Let's stop doing that. But um, I'll see these, <laughs> these different uh, opinions and people who are like, they're very positive on it. But what's interesting is tied to this is there's, and maybe it's a troll thing with, with gamers out there, but there seems to be this this reaction when the industry itself, like the games industry, the media outlets, when they feel negative on a, on a property, then it seems like gamers, at least the negative ones, <clears throat> excuse me, will end up being, they'll end up gravitating towards it as like an anti-response. So as Power gets trashed, they seem to be like, okay, well now I'm actually, I want to try this. I want to play it. It's very interesting. And it's also tied to, if you've been following the Suicide Squad Justice League game that's coming out soon, there's been a lot of conversation just in the past couple of days with these media outlets not getting review copies early. And so they've been, they've been vocal about it. And then you'll see gamers in the, in the responses tweeting back saying like, that's what you get for covering uh, this, this game negatively. And media outlets should think about how they talk about a game. And it's weird that these gamers will like, they'll defend these companies that don't care about them when it's these media outlets that are just trying to like review something and tell you, and it's, you should, you should be, weary of media outlets too it's just like strange to see these gamers like when something is being trashed on then they go harder into it it's it's very weird yeah, yeah gamers are weird bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just and it's all it's like one subsect of you know actual like the full population of people that play games it's just the ones that are vocal on twitter and it's 90 yeah. percent i'm sure trolls it's just really yeah. interesting to see that yeah, yeah, it's just the same as all the weird like console patriots and things yeah. like that, that, where they just like live and die by, you know, the box that they play their games on. Which I think everyone like, like you said, it's, it's obviously a vocal minority. I think most people quite easily are aware that you know it's psychotic <laughs> the way that these people act online. Um, which which is why you, you you know people say you know it must be spam or something because surely no one can actually right. want to apply their time this way but clearly some people do. Now I wanted to touch on that Suicide Squad game. I don't know if you've been if you're at all interested in it and really in the context of did you play those original Batman games, the Arkham games from Rocksteady? Were you a fan of those and how do you feel about this kind of different direction for their next game? Yeah, I played the first one and really, really liked it. And then I think when the second one came out, it was kind of I, I played Arkham Asylum quite late as well. So um, by the time I finished it, City was already out. But I think I played a lot of Asylum. Like I went back, did all the collectibles and everything on it when I when I finally played through it. And then I sort of knew City was like open world, and I was just like, I can't be asked. I can't be bothered with something open i really liked the way arkham asylum was like really cleverly designed and um you know people refer to it like almost like a metroidvania kind of game which which i can understand and um so yeah i i really liked the first one but ne never really played um any of the others gotcha because it's interesting to see the fans of those because there's a huge fan base for those core games mm. and they're really revolutionize just like this combat mechanics and making you feel like this walking tank like you know batman and then for them to make this live service fortnite-y mm, kind yeah, of ridiculous yeah. game it's very different yeah yeah 
Yeah, and does this? Do you think you'll have any interest in playing this? Is this just something that's just like oh, not up no, your alley? No, I just, I mean, I think I probably wouldn't have played it anyway, even if it mm. did stick to that format. I'm not the biggest fan of like DC comics and their their characters, not for any other reason. I just, just never really got into them, so I don't know them as intimately as you know maybe other universes. So I kind of automatically feel like I'm not who it's for. Um, but yeah, I think after the gameplay reveal came out and I saw that, you know, each to their own, and I know some people like those kinds of games, but yeah, it, it was away from, you know, what I even expected uh, it to be. So um, I probably wouldn't have played it anyway, but yeah, it also doesn't look as good as maybe I was hoping it might. But again, I could be completely wrong, but we'll we'll see very soon. Yeah, it comes out officially. It's officially next this Friday coming up, but I think it's mm. like if you pre-ordered, you can start playing Monday. So we're gonna see some some uh, in-depth, you know, impressions here in the week. It's it's just one of those games also that has all this hype behind it, but then as it gets close to release, we got no impressions. And usually in this world, it doesn't mean well, doesn't bode well. But also, it's not the end of the world. Like sometimes you're still getting still going to get a game that's like reviewing yeah. eights, nines, but they just had an embargo <clears throat> so close to it. It's just also doesn't point in the right direction when a game yeah. does this. But we will the, see. The, scr- the screenshot of the HUD as well was. I, I, I still don't that? know yeah. if that's real. Like <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I I don't even want to say anything about it just in case it's not real because it's that egregious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But yeah, it seemed, um, yeah, if that is real, then that's not a pleasant screen to look at. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sure that that's something that they might quickly uh, nip in the bud before it's out. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I've saw I've seen that same thing, and it was beaten over, you know, online. And it's just another aspect of the industry where I'd love to be a fly on the wall in these different studios, hearing like, is this all intentional from the devs creatively like hey we want to do this or is this kind of from parent companies above them going hey fortnite's big all these other like live service games are big they have a ton of shit on the hud or whatever like they have all these aspects all these mechanics do that and they go okay and they're trying to make it work like i just would love and well it's stuff we'll never most of the time we never hear about it or if there's some kind of like leak some people that have left the studio then they talk about it 10 years later but i just love would love to hear like was this intentional all the way through from the company or is this like they're being told they have to kind of fit in this box it's just i'd love to know yeah it's um there's lots of decisions sometimes where you can't really understand the background to them but but i mean it kind of sometimes just as simple as you know somebody just really believes in something and they manage to convince enough people and um it just gets through but yeah hopefully the kind of feedback from everybody uh will will help them kind of steer that uh slightly but yeah i, I wouldn't i honestly i want to see it do well because I, I like rocksteady and you yeah know, i haven't really played their games i think that they have, have always been in that kind of like pantheon of very very good developers so hopefully yeah that the, there'll be something there that people enjoy and it will do well but um it'll be one that i will not be adding to the backlog because i've got enough enough there yeah <laughs> i hear you i hear you calm well let's move on to some of the news we got uh, not a whole lot going on but uh, we'll start off with um 
just a very happy story. It's been really awesome this first uh, month here in the games industry. Uh, so we got mass layoffs are hitting the games industry. This week, Microsoft announced it is laying off 1,900 people across its Xbox, Activision, and ZeniMax teams. Amazon Games, Ubisoft, Epic Games uh, were also part of this this first initial you know uh, mass layoff in this month. Um, this comes along as one of the biggest single layoff announcements in the industry this month, but not the only one as layoffs have been announced across devs like Riot Games, People Can Fly, uh, even industry side or adjacent stuff like Unity Software, Twitch, and many more. Um, so that's nuts. And then I pulled this tweet, which has been circulating in, in various forms, but this is from Tammy and Hoka on Twitter. 10,500 game industry workers lost their jobs in 2023, and the games industry job losses announced in just January of this year are 5,600. So we've reached 53% of the layoffs from last year in just one month of this year. Um, which is insane. And then tied to all this this week was also Microsoft announcing that they've reached uh, a value of $3 trillion, which is not easy to do as a company. It's like, I think Apple is the only one that's crossed that amount. So tied with them being hugely successful, they've also uh, laid off a bunch of people at once. How do you feel about, you're in the industry, working in there. How do you feel about this when you hear this? You know, what is the, what's the vibe, like the mood? I, I can't be can't be happy right now. Yeah, I think it's... um obviously something that uh every company ha has to sort of keep their eye on um i think clearly it's all happening because of poor decision making um just in that kind of, in the kind of sector as a whole i think across covid and, and everything and it's all sort of coming back <clears throat> to to bite them now but um i think and yeah i don't know too much about you know the reasons you know from each studio and obviously there's probably a very complicated economical uh, ex explanation for kind of and then i don't mean like a justification but an explanation as to what went wrong as to why this this is this is happening but i think uh, all we can kind of hope is that whatever did go wrong maybe won't or hopefully won't again because it's kind of almost like a lesson for the people in the sector who did you know cause this kind of thing to happen um but yeah, I, th I think the most annoying thing is like what you just said is when companies announce all this money or when you hear about big, you know, chief executives earning these big bonus payoffs and, and everything. And then you also hear people getting laid off it. Uh, it's frustrating because at the end of the day, those people benefiting are the kind of ones who should be looking after uh, those, you know, working for them. And, and there should have been a bit more foresight to uh you know a lot of these decisions to stop it from happening but but yeah it's not good um and yeah it, it's horrible the amount of people especially with the activision blizzard ones that you know just turned up to work one day and found out that that's it and you know people uproot and, and move over uh you know from you know all over the world to, to move there for this job and they get told that they're no longer working there it's uh, especially when you think about how visas work too you know they're tied to the job and things so yep. yeah it's, it's awful um and yeah it, i i can't imagine it's gonna ease up anytime soon but hopefully it, it'll all be over soon and we can start you know looking at a more positive um industry yeah it's uh you mentioned a lot of these people finding out the day of and 
that was exactly right. I was seeing Jason Bloomberg from, or Jason um, Schreier from Bloomberg News was reporting on this. And then he had noted that people were messaging him directly saying like, hey, am I part of it? Like they were they're in this company and they're like, am I, is my job OK? Like they're asking him when they mm. don't know within their actual company that are they tied to this layoff? It's just like insane to be told last. Um yeah, and it's it's obviously it, it sucks across the board. And I have seen takes online, uh, people trying to like frame, okay, like why is this happening? There was we did go through um, the lockdown and COVID, where a lot of these companies were staffing up uh, increasingly because of just getting ready for you know everyone stuck at home, and then like a lot of these um, live service stuff uh, being really profitable and just having to bulk up there. And so now that we've kind of crossed that, having to get rid of you know, stuff that isn't working anymore, just like an excess amount of jobs. And there is stuff tied to that. We do have a crazy huge budget for games now. And so when stuff doesn't work or doesn't hit whatever their their plans are, their goals are, then there's also this where they have to cut across the board. And so there's, I could see where like it all kind of leads up to this. It's just, it sucks. And to have such a huge amount right at the beginning of the year, just uh, optically doesn't look great. Like the industry isn't in a great space, but then you do still hear of all these little studios popping up. Like we're talking about Rocksteady, some of those original founders, they just announced a new studio. So they had left and they're starting something else. So it's like, there's always these other side studios popping up. So it seems like hopefully there's places for people to go. It's just overall, it is it is negative and it looks negative. It's hard to not deny that. Yeah, yeah. It's, you never want sort of to see people lose their jobs. And I think the the degree in which it's happening in this particular industry is alarming and um it's just difficult because you don't i think everyone wants to know who is accountable for this and who kind of made these decisions that those causes but also who's accountable for the clear like lacking communication like you were saying people being the last people to be told that they're losing their job like that's right. a whole other thing as well is because i saw like the riot games one <clears throat> um people getting like really good packages which i think when you know if there are unfortunate times where people do need to be laid off at least that's yep. supporting them in the best way they can um but to hear that you know people aren't even being told it's just you know that there's at least the bare minimum that you you should do um when you know lay, laying people off and it doesn't seem like there's even that kind of care given uh, some of these studios yeah it's it's nuts we'll see you know the rest of the month we still got a couple of days left we'll see how much yeah. how high this thing will rise in the first yeah. month of January. But yeah, and I think of you, Cal, we got to keep you working. We got to keep your job safe. So I'm thinking if you can store all the passwords you can, like on a thumb drive on your, on, like on a necklace. So I'm walking to yeah, work yeah. like, hey, if I, if I go down, I'm taking this with me. Like you need to have some security. Oh, it's all right. Don't worry. Computers always, are always breaking. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll be fine, I think. There you go. Especially, especially computers that make games they seem to break more than any others that i've ever seen so that's good yeah, i should should be all right <laughs> nice well kick a few for me while you're walking around yeah. all right come move on to our next one we had uh last of us 2 ps5 remaster launched uh last week so the recently released ps5 remaster for last of us 2 includes director and cast commentary this is just a little blurb uh that came out this week uh during that it's revealed naughty dog originally planned for ellie to go through with killing abby at the game's conclusion. I guess spoilers. I should have mentioned that. This game is old enough, I think, in my mind. 
but the studio ultimately decided against it as it would have made Last of Us 2 a very different game. Uh, so Callum, they thought about uh, changing that ending or having a, a, a different ending altogether. Did you, this reminds me, I take you didn't jump into this Last of Us 2 remastered edition I didn't, this week. I didn't. It actually kind of passed me by a little bit. Um, I knew it was coming, but I didn't realize it was sort of out when it came out. Um, yeah. I'd like to play it at some point, I think, but I, I jumped the gun a little early when I bought the Last of Us 1 remake, so I'm going to try and not do the same thing here and just kind of wait until the time's right and, and grab it, probably. But, um, yeah, interesting about the ending. I actually saw, because um, you posted the uh, Last of Us 2 uh, spoiler cast yeah. again recently, and I, I'd, I'd sort of watched, like, a couple of minutes of that, and I, and I, and I, like, I was saying I hated the ending. <laughs> um you know what i yeah i I posted it again because i went through in like a madman i re-listened to the whole thing i never do that for Mm. any of our stuff so hey listen to myself talk but um i listened to the whole thing and i was like i gotta play this game again and it was just a cool conversation but yeah it was uh it was a whole ride where we were talking about it you were sort of Mm. negative but not but you Mm. you know listen to it it it's like two fucking hours but uh yeah yeah, you know we changed kind of our our opinion or we have this Mm. various opinions and um we talk about the ending and how but this is yeah this is an idea i I think it was interesting because i kind of i didn't forget but it was kind of interesting to see me so soon after playing it and kind of how i felt about it compared to how i feel about it now as it's kind of set and i went back to it probably about a year ago and and did another playthrough and and clean up the trophies and everything and um yeah i definitely feel less negative about the ending now especially now with the kind of information that there's probably going to be a third one i think at the time we were all under the assumption that that was it for like completely yeah they were saying stuff like this is it and i think and also just because it is such an emotionally investing game when you don't get that kind of payoff at the end it does feel like a betrayal but then obviously after a while you're just like what am i talking about like it's (laughs) it's not real kind of thing and um so yeah it was interesting to see that and see how my thoughts have changed as as kind of time's gone on i've kind of grown less attached to uh you know that experience um but yeah i'd like to play again it's just it is i do still have that thing about it though where i it's just such a dark game like it's not one of those games where it's just it's almost like a horror game that's you know you don't don't necessarily go oh i'm gonna go play this really scary game that i've already completed like you kind of suffer through it and then that's part of the uh you know intrigue of playing horror games that you suffer through it completely and then you're like yes i I did it i you know persevered (laughs) and i kind of get that same feeling of last of us too just because it's so horrible not because it's scary just it's so dreary and depressing um so it's kind of like an undertaking to even go back into it especially after already knowing what um happened so i'd like to get back to it but yeah maybe just give it a bit more time um maybe use it as like a a bumper to um the the series uh so maybe later in the year or something but uh yeah amazing game and uh yeah excited to see it in its glory on ps5 yeah and i um I did get the, uh, it's like a $10 upgrade uh, if you own the PS4 version of it. And um, uh, I played the, I'd actually skipped the campaign because um, I, I feel like I've played through it recently yep. as well, but um, started playing some of the um, survival mode. Um, mm. 
the roguelike mode. I forget what it's called, but um, it's pretty interesting. It's it's cool. It's just like the combat, you know, loop, which is fun, and just going through that and and finding various enemies. And I realize how just like rusty I am at that game and just trying to get back into, you know, maneuvering around. But that part is cool. Like earning different stuff. There's different skins. It's like there's it's fun. But um, it wasn't enough to like keep me. I just played for a bit and it's like okay, moving on. But uh, also, if you're getting this Last of Us PS5 remaster in quotes for this like next gen experience it's if you have the ps5 you know uh there was an update on ps5 for this game uh, a year ago or so if you have that it's basically the same thing it's like it looks the same it's slightly better texture it's like but it's not like going from last of us one to that ps5 remaster it's not like built from the ground up it's just kind of it's basically like if you go through uh digital foundry did a breakdown it's the exact same looking kind of you know ps5 update so but it's still a beautiful game. It's just not gonna blow your top off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to to give it an, another go, but yeah, just still mourning. I think. <laughs> yes, I understand. I understand. <laughs> now, um, part of this uh, little announcement. So, Naughty Dog has announced it's making a documentary for The Last of Us Two, titled "Grounded Two: Making the Last of Us Part Two. A lot of twos in that sense. Uh, we'll <laughs> debut next week on the second, the two of February, twenty twenty four. So. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things coming up soon. Two, four. Uh, yep. Uh, I know they did this grounded thing for the last, the first Last of Us, and it yeah. was really cool. So I'm excited to see. I don't know why they're waiting so long. Like I thought, you know, we'd, we'd have this by now, or maybe there's something you can mm-hmm. unlock playing the game. You can unlock the trailer. Like you can watch the trailer for this in the game, which I guess is neat. But uh, I want to see this. So it's coming out soon. Yeah, I, I loved the first one. Um, so it'd be really cool to see this one. I wonder if they'll touch on the the leak as well and um if they have any kind of i, I doubt they will but you know, if, if if they do that could be quite interesting but yeah I'll, I'll definitely catch that now we got uh closing up our last of us talk we got <clears throat> some updates on season two of the last of us hbo series is from veggie sales on twitter director's list for the last of us season two revealed so they got returning neil Druckmann is coming back craig, craig mazin peter hoare and some new additions are mark myloid from succession which is a huge show nina lopez corrado from perry mason uh, Stephen Williams uh, from the Watchmen TV series and Katie Heron from the Loki TV show. Um, so they're getting some top, these are top notch you know, shows. Uh, some of these directors I'm not familiar with, but these are big shows that they're getting directed from. So it should be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it says, it sounds like maybe they'll have different directs for different episodes, maybe. Cause that's quite a lot of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Directors, they did that but... in the last season too. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I always like, um, uh, I think it was, I can't remember what series it was now, but there, there are a few series that have that where you can really, like it really benefits the series having these different directors. Um, I think The Walking Dead did it for a little bit back when it was mm. decent. Because yeah. um, <laughs> I know that the, yeah, the Walking Dead had like Frank Darabont, didn't it? The guy who did like Shawshank Redemption and stuff. He did like series oh, one. Oh, really? And then he was too expensive. So they axed him and. And now, and we all know what happened from there with with the Walker Dead. So yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, it's not. I, I like I like it when you do have these kind of different directors for different episodes. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's uh, filming this year. So I mean, it's gonna be a good while, but before we see anything, <laughs> but I'm excited. All right, Callum, moving on. We got some PSVR two sort of news. So MetaQuest significantly outsold PSVR two in holiday 2023. This is from PlayStationLifestyle.net. 
go down this uh, rabbit hole here. According to the data available, which focuses solely on Amazon sales since PSVR 2 is sold via PlayStation Direct, uh, has not been made public. Uh, so this is just kind of focusing on Amazon sales. For every one box of PSVR 2 moved, the Quest sold more than 30 units uh, between November 16, 2023 to January 16, 2024. So the holiday season, basically. Uh, MetaQuest 2 and 3 sold 32,000, oh, sorry, 320,000 uh, units. Uh, whereas the PSVR 2 sold around 10,500 units. Uh, PSVR 2 sales are further damaged by its lack of backwards compatibility. So it's uh, we're coming up on a year since this uh, PSVR 2 launched, launched in February 22nd of last year. Uh, if we're to follow, if this data is, it doesn't encompass everything, but if it's sort of a, a feel for how this thing is selling, how do you feel about, as we get closer to a year now of the PSVR 2, how do you feel about the sales and if Sony is gonna keep supporting this thing? What do you think? It's not very good. Um, and that's the first I've seen sort of how many it's actually sold, but yeah, it's being rather. Um, yeah, and I have an update on that. Uh, so Sony yeah. confirmed in March 2023 that the PSVR 2 sold 600,000 units in its first six weeks since launch. Um, now, the original PSVR had sold around 5 million lifetime units. Um, it sold about 1 million units in its first five months. So it seems like PSVR 2 is trailing a little bit behind by like 400,000-ish units. Um, but Sony also doesn't release a lot of info, and I think it's because it's maybe not doing yeah. the hottest right well, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's also good. It's interesting to see how many MetaQuest have sold as well, because that's quite a lot. Um, yeah. I think it's almost like you've got one thing doing really badly and then one thing doing really well. So, like, the difference is even bigger. But that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm always curious as to where, you know, how big VR is. Um, and it clearly is still going pretty strong. I've been considering digging my MetaQuest out uh, with with all these sort of different games that have been coming out recently, mainly that Assassin's Creed one and that. Yeah. Uh, what's that D and D kind of one? I can't remember the name, but oh, that it's like something cool with the well. blade. I wanted. It's got really good reviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that looked really cool as well. But I think the main thing with PSVR two, which we said before, is it, there's no reason really to get one, especially for the price. Um, yeah, so it's still sure the Quest is significantly cheaper as well. Yeah, yeah, Quest two, um, Quest three, rather the newest one. That one's around four hundred dollars US. Uh, it's a bit more advanced. And Quest 2, I've seen drop to like 250. Yeah. Now the PSVR 2 is still at 550 in the US. So yeah. although one of the things I was thinking as we reach the year, you know, birthday of this thing, do we see a price drop? I think it desperately needs a price drop. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, but there's just nothing selling it to me. I don't even, I can't, apart from Horizon, which does look cool, but I can't think of... You don't have these like games that are really trying to push, you know, like that. Uh, is it Asgard's Wrath or something like that? That's the um, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, like these games are really pushing it, like that Assassin's Creed one, um, and you know, these games are like and and like Half Life Alex, which you can obviously play on a Quest if you have a PC. Yep. But that not being on PSVR two is strange um, as well. But but yeah, it's it's a shame. I liked the first PSVR headset. Was my that was kind of my like foray into VR. Um, but so it's a shame to see the second one kind of not doing too hard. Yeah, and it's crazy because I mean the PS5 we see new stuff every month. It's selling incredibly well. It's like the biggest selling console right now, aside from like the Switch, which is on its tail end. But PSVR or PS5 is crazy success successful right now. So they have that install base, but it's just like you're asking people to drop four hundred, you know, almost five hundred bucks for a PS5, and then to spend another. 500 for a psvr2 it's like if that was cheaper i think it'd be less of an issue for people to jump in then you have that install base that's already there but with a uh, meta quest whatever the heck 
it's way cheaper and it's like that's all you need you don't need an other piece of hardware to run it so it's just it's it's and it runs so well like the quest 2 is so all the games i've run on there i mean the the resident evil 4 not the remake vr but the original vr one like randomly and i know resi 4 is an old game but it's yeah it's quite a complicated game to put into vr in the way that they did and for it to run the way it does completely wirelessly like on its own yep it's, it's great and to know that you can now get a quest 3 which is still cheaper than the psvr 2 um is yeah it's it's pretty crazy and i think one thing as well and you know we'll probably talk a little bit about the portal later because that's why i've been playing gravity rush but seeing how good streaming's getting i would assume the quest 3 would probably a lot of its advances would also probably be in its like connectivity mm-hmm. qualities because i know that was always a bit of a downfall with uh the quest um so if that can work with streaming like getting a quest 3 streaming half-life alex through your pc it's you know that i think that definitely sounds like it sounds like the quest currently just has v the kind of vr market on lock really i could be wrong yeah. but i just feel like what they're offering can't be beaten and it's now difficult to compete with that because they've kind of cemented themselves into that position so yeah it, you know i I like the playstation have tried and they're sticking with it and they've made a clearly a quality device and they've backed it with you know a quality game in horizon um but it's just not enough i don't think i think the quest is just dominating and i think the fact we're seeing these really cool new vr games coming out on quest it's just not helping the psvr because it's more expensive um and there isn't really a reason to play those games on it yeah and one thing i I forgot that was announced with PSVR 2 is it's not backwards compatible. So you have to wait for right. all these devs to release a sequel version for the PSVR 2 and mm-hmm. your whole backlog that you spent all this time, you know, building, if you were to upgrade or adopt to PSVR 2 is not there. It's just, uh, and that's kind of Sony, how they do things where a lot of their stuff isn't, I wouldn't say consumer friendly, but it's just not like compatible with a lot of stuff beyond the PlayStation yeah. ecosystem. You mentioned the portal, you know, it's just for the streaming for PS5. You can't do it with your PC with PSVR 2 you, and, and the original PSVR. You can't connect a PC, which I think a lot of these devices that are successful are doing. They're mm. trying to just spread their, you know, their tendrils and to connect to everything to help you justify. Yeah, I'll buy that because I could play it on this thing, that thing, and I can yeah. play it on my PSVR if I want but, as well. Do you think there's even anything that could happen now that would even make people want to get the VR2. I think obviously a big price drop would be needed because even if you if you only have a PS5 and you're thinking of getting a VR headset, what reason is there to get the PSVR2 over a Quest? Because all the games you can play on your VR2 pretty much are on the Quest. Aside, and I don't think the ones that are exclusive to the PSVR2 are enough to kind sure. of warrant the extra, what is it, like $250 on top? Yeah. of the quest if you want one of those even more if you're happy for a quest too so yeah i just don't see there being any scenario where the psvr2 is the better option um i love it like it's not even like oh well you know if you've got a ps5 then the psvr2 is clearly the better option because of that there's just no reason you can give um which are what which is probably why it's doing so badly in comparison to the quest yeah it's it's tough where Sony's really tackling the almost like the higher end enthusiasts with VR who want the best possible experience 
Uh, with PSVR 2, a lot of the reviews were positive on the quality of the of the lenses, of the fidelity of the screen. It's like, it's really advanced hardware. But then you also need the PS5. So you're looking at like, say, just ballparking like a thousand bucks to jump into this mm -hmm. higher end VR experience when Facebook and Meta are looking at something down the middle where it's like the hardware is, is good enough and actually pretty awesome, you know, at times, especially with the newer one, but it's cheap and it's mm -hmm. accessible. And they're going these two different routes, but the I would argue the the group of people that are looking for the highest fidelity VR experience are smaller than like mostly everyone who just wants to try it, jump in. It's a it's a Christmas gift kind of thing. Like you'd get that with the Quest, not so much with the PSVR two. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they're comfortable with that. They know that they have you know very smart people who are looking at just the trends of stuff and how well it's going to sell beforehand. So they're taking this different approach. I just don't know how long they can keep doing that. And you're right where it's like, there isn't a lot to justify jumping in because the first party stuff isn't as strong. It's not worth it. There's games that I, I would argue they should have on there. Like Alex, uh, half-life mm -hmm. Alex. That's not, it's so what are, what are their, I want to know what their plans are. I would love to see like, if they were to really be dedicated to this huge price drop, and also we're going to do a PlayStation Direct looking at the next year, we're securing all these first-party titles and like making these big uh, deals with devs to like have these games here. Unless they do that, it's like they're just going to let this thing go the way of the Vita. I'm just seeing as well that Asgard's Wrath 2, so that's that game yeah. that's supposed to be really, really good. They got a 93 on Metacritic. Yeah, it's super high. I think I didn't get it at 10 too. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, and that's not even on PlayStation VR. It's only on MetaQuest. No. Um, so that's like one of the biggest VR games at the moment. Arguably up there with Half-Life Alex, and both of those games, you know, in some way you can play on the Quest. Half-Life Alex, you need a PC of some kind, but uh, neither of them you can play on the PlayStation right. VR, which is... It's just so incred incredible that I can't even think of anything that, well, even is PSVR 2 exclusive except from Horizon? Is the RE4 remake? You have that. I think that is still uh, locked into, just like, um, not Village, the one before that, was also locked uh, to seven, PSVR. Yeah. yeah. So they do have that deal with Capcom for for that. Okay. But, That's decent. That is decent, yeah. but still, still not enough, I don't think. No, it's tough. Um, it's just... and, I, and I assume that'll probably be timed considering the original Resident Evil 4 um, is on the quest. Because I think Resident Evil 7 is different where that came out at, on the PSVR 1, which no VR headset plays like that anymore. Mm. Yeah, that, was, that was back when PlayStation were like, oh, you sit with it on your head but use your controller still so resi 7 you still moved with your analog sticks and yeah press star one to shoot and all this but so that's harder to kind of port and probably not worth porting I, although i don't even know that maybe they have already ported it i could be talking rubbish but, i don't think so i think that's one that's um, it's always surprising that if you look into it, it's like it's still locked to psvr right but there's something like resident evil 4 remake that you that is like transferable to the quest no problems because it mm -hmm. uses the same control scheme so yeah, I mean, they need to do something with it, but whether or not they can even be asked. Or... Yeah, that's another really one of those fly in the wall situations. With like, what are you guys' plans? I want to know what what's being done behind the scenes. What are you trying to do? Is it one guy who's like in charge of all this, and he's like, I don't know, I'm I'm swamped with all these oh, mate, you know, decisions. Yeah, I, so I'm just looking at this. Asgard's graph looks great. I'm gonna need to play this. I think, yeah. and the fact it's on the quest too. 
is i mean it might be a bit janky but but i think you kind of expect jank with vr and i think because i don't know how good the quest 3 is i don't know how good like the psvr 2 is um that's the thing as well i'm sure the psvr 2 is great like quality wise but um i don't think it matters in vr i think i don't think we're kind of at that stage yet where we kind of have that many vr connoisseurs that are like right oh you know i, I don't think graphics has ever been a conversation that's come up in vr discussions from what i've seen i mean if you look at the most popular vr games like that vr chat i mean it looks like shit yeah they're all shit yeah yeah so <laughs> it's really about can you fine-tune the head movement where i don't feel sick yeah. can you make me feel like i'm not thinking about vr yeah. if you can nail that then the, the quality of the graphics doesn't yeah. matter can so you much. buy me a house that has enough room to play it um right. you know can you do, do all these things for me? but but no yeah it, it, i just don't think i just i don't know why they were like oh we need to make this at the high you know a really high quality vr headset with hardly any games and it's really really expensive it just doesn't yeah i don't know it's tough and we're yeah we're i'm i'm very curious because there's a lot of rumors circulating lately of some kind of ps direct that's coming soon i'm hoping as we reach the year point of the psvr2 maybe it's time to announce some stuff for the next year price drop what have you so we'll see but i just saw that news uh with the psvr2 and it's just not looking great it's, inspi it's inspired me next time i talk to you i'm gonna be a vr enthusiast yeah okay nice. <laughs> i'll just I'll have my like quest 2 like balancing on my head right like sunglasses <laughs> or we can i have a quest if we can meet somehow do the podcast yeah. in vr there we go we'll That's run into some yeah but we'll end up running into some pedophiles or something on <laughs> yeah. is it vr chat or whatever it's called <laughs> well if i pay my bills i, I don't guess want I'll, to be groomed I'll i don't want to be groomed i don't want to be groomed yeah i understand Callum. all right we'll move on to here uh rumor time we got death stranding 2 update and until dawn remastered in the works so here's a tweet here pulled up from okami 13 underscore on twitter uh it's a huge outlet on twitter uh, Death Stranding 2 is reportedly getting an official update in the next two weeks. Uh, Dia Labs also reports that Until Dawn is coming to PS5 and PC. Uh, highly likely we're getting a state of play soon, in my opinion. So a lot of media outlets have been covering the rumors of an Until Dawn uh, PS5 uh, remaster edition and PC version port coming out. And then Death Stranding 2 update would be nice. But what do you think about possibly these things happening? How do you feel about Until Dawn getting some PC love and, and coming back to PS5? Yeah, I think it's unexpected, but um, I really like Until Dawn. I think it's definitely Supermassive's best game. Um, I haven't played the dark pictures, but I've seen, I've watched my sister play through. They made a them. bunch. Yeah, and the one I saw her play through did not seem very good. Um, mm. And I've heard mostly negative things about the others. Um, I'm sure they're fun just because of the kind of games they are, and I think that they still need to be credited with you know nailing that kind of horror movie interactive kind of feel and and funnily enough i think the mixed reception that each one's getting is the kind of mixed reception you get with horror movies so you True. almost want to take that you know in in that way because what horror movie have you sat down and gone i really want to watch this you know crappy horror movie and you and you see the reviews and they're all terrible um, and they kind of make you want to watch it more and then you watch it and it's terrible, but you still loved it. So oh, yeah. it could be the case with um, the the newer ones, but, but I'm not sure. But yeah, Until Dawn was really, really cool. Um, I don't know whether I'll play it again because um, uh, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat, but um, it was a really, really cool game um, and did a lot of 
unique and interesting things. So, uh, but I remember it being pretty big when it came out. So I don't know who, but was it was it PS4 only or something like that? But I want to say PS4 it, only. Yeah, but either way, I remember it being played by pretty much everyone I know who are in some way into games. It kind of like united a lot of um, different kind of um gamers i think to play and um so it'll be interesting to see how it does when it comes back to see if it's if there is anyone new out there who hasn't experienced it before yeah and this is a game that lends itself really well to like streamers people on twitch youtube you know with the choices you can make with having the chat involved and the campiness of the this you know horror uh movie basically you're playing um so it's a great time for it to come back and then tied with that is this is from the game awards twitter account uh, PlayStation Productions is set to make an R-rated Until Dawn movie with David F. Sandberg, director of Shazam, based on the PlayStation game starring Hayden Panettiere and Rami Malek. No word on if these actors will reprise their roles. So Sony's, as they are, they've been really working hard on getting a lot of these mm. properties to movies or TV shows. They're working on an Until Dawn movie. Yeah, nice. I think obviously it lends well to that. Um, going back to what you said about it's a good game for streaming, how long do you think it will take for a streamer to play it and then you have to like donate money depending what choice and oh, if sure. you ever donate yeah <laughs> get paid gets... i mean do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah. you know yeah and then they'll see who whoever donates the most that's the choice they make right <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure that definitely won't won't happen <laughs> i want to do that with the podcast if you want to have some kind of hot take that i see online and give me five bucks i'll do it <laughs> nice uh yeah i need to i need to give this game another shot originally when i played it I understand. Obviously, it's like a horror trope kind of thing. It's it's playing off of that. It was so cheesy to me that I was getting frustrated. But I need to lean into that because that's the whole point of it. Some of the decisions, the conversations, the the, the characters were just like cringy to me. But I now like I, as I look back at it, it's like I understand that's the whole fucking point. So I need to jump in hard and and play this again. I didn't give it a fair shake. Yeah, I think it, it's it's definitely a game that maybe was great at the time it came out and now going back to it might be a little less um True. sort of fun um but yeah it, I, again i probably won't go back to it but it's interesting just to see it kind of revived in some way because it was a game that at one point i did really enjoy now how do you feel about some death stranding 2 news do you think it's about time so far we do have a little we've had some images a very short trailer i know is online um do you think we'll get an update on that soon yeah, hopefully. I mean, I I never played Death Stranding, um, and I at really all? want to. No, not at all. Um, what the heck. So I do. I do want to play it, and I think maybe waiting to see when Death Stranding Two is coming would be a good time to kind of try and play it just before then. Um, but yeah, I'm because I kind of want to play the first one. I'm interested in the second one now, if that makes sense. So, um, and I'm sure that nothing can be spoiled because the trailers just are the weirdest fever oh. dream <laughs> yeah. scenes so it doesn't really matter but it looks cool that, that some of the i remember the character design from the first death stranding 2 trailer what did he look like um but i remember him looking really cool there's like a really... troy baker's in it. he has like a gold mask and there's michael Madsen's yeah. in it um, i think it was the troy baker character that we'll yeah see. and everyone's uh, called like Dark man, beer man, like everyone has a man tied to their name. Uh, it's, yeah. It's very... Oh yeah, yeah. He had the red, the red mask on. Uh, okay. Yeah. Weird ten, tentacle. Oh yeah, and the guitar. That was it. It's so weird. 
Yes. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't played this because now it's on, like, there's a PS5 update. There's it's on yeah. PC. That, that, um, that's what kind of put it back on my horizon was when I first started seeing it on, like, Game Pass and PlayStation. But I've just never, because I know it needs a lot of time. So at least whilst I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3, I definitely can't. But I'm, yeah, I'm thinking with Baldur's Gate 3, I'm realizing it's quite nice having, because I like playing big games, but I try and avoid them because I feel like they take up too much of my time. But with Baldur's Gate 3, I've been kind of enjoying putting like an hour or two here or there. And with the portal, I feel like Death Stranding might be a good, like lie in bed and play on the portal every night yeah. kind of game. So um, but yeah, we'll see. It's definitely a game I will play um, before the second one comes out. I loved it. Um, I'm a, yeah, I just loved every aspect of the mechanics of, you know, you're carrying weight and you have to navigate how you're moving and just like the risk reward of going back for something else versus how much carrying stuff you're carrying at the time. The super weird monsters that you're fighting, the characters that make no sense. It's very Kojima. I love it. I did not, I, as much as I love the game, I equally disliked the ending. And so eventually when you play the game, I want to see what you think of that, mm. how they handled the end. But um, I'm still if I even If I even know what happens at the end, those. <laughs> no, I don't. It's just the way that they, I play the game, I have no idea what happened. In the Obviously, so, it, so it's, it's more you need somebody to help understand what, what's happened, is it? Unless it's Kojima telling you, it's like, no one's going to understand what the heck's going on. It's very symbolic. and But, but hey, still, great game. I, I, I've played the Kingdom Hearts games. I can... <laughs> I, yeah, can, you... I can I can weasel through some messed up uh, Japanese uh, narrative. Don't you worry. Interesting. Okay, you're you're the right person. Then. <laughs> awesome, Cam. Well, yep, we got maybe some uh, news coming to for the uh, for Death Stranding uh, sequel. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, but uh, what I love about this this uh, rumor, also tied to that, is a PS Direct. I'm hoping we get one of those soon too. I think it's time to show us what's in the works for 2024 and the next year. So. We'll see if that gets announced at any point. Now, moving on, we got PlayStation 5 update blocks Cronus Zen cheat devices. Uh, this is from TheVerge.com. The PS5's latest update blocks players from using the Cronus Zen, a device cheaters use to get an unfair advantage in first-person shooters and other games. A notice on the Cronus website warns players that the update for the PS5 no longer allows the Cronus Zen to connect to the console. Although Cronus builds the device as a controller emulator, cheaters have been using it to perform all sorts of digital tweaks to their controllers, like reducing recoil and setting macros. Some players use a keyboard and mouse also to employ the Cronus Zen to trick their console into thinking they're using a controller for the benefit of their aim and movement abilities. Callum, uh, do you have you ever cheated in a multiplayer game? Do you have any interest in cheating in a game like this? Uh, actually, I shake my head, but I have on... Mm. Um, well, I've got two things, actually. The first one is I have a VAC band steam account what is that uh, in fact let me bring it up it says a valve anti-cheap um let me because it says how many days ago i got it and it's and it's very long um but but basically that wasn't me i know it sounds like a really um <laughs> obvious thing yeah. to say but my friend um like always wanted to play counter-strike and he didn't have a pc and i was living with him at the time and i just said look log into my steam i've got counter-strike you can play as much as you want um and he didn't tell me what happened and i wasn't going to pry you know i didn't want to embarrass him but okay. um yeah he got me a vac ban uh, on my account which shows on my which will show my account forever and oh. probably has some kind of repercussions with valve games i don't even know if i can play uh counter-strike ever again not that i ever really played it anyway yeah so 2531 days i got a vac ban is that uh, like it, 20 uh, years? 
it was 2,531 days ago that it happened. So oh, the ban <laughs> it was banned for that. Happened. Okay. Um, so, I mean, not that far from 10 years, maybe like seven years ago. Um, but yeah, so that's on there forever. Now I'm <laughs> interesting. On some, it's like I'm on some kind of register. Yeah. Um, which uh, that, which I wasn't even involved in. But uh, but yeah, so there's that and Battlefield Three when that kind of started getting into obscurity and like well into maybe when Battlefield like One was out. Um, yeah, me and my friend would go on PC and we'd join some servers and we'd. You download an aimbot and you <laughs> use an aimbot uh, tool because yeah. you know they, they, the servers were gone. It was just you know weird people right. who were trying to still play Battlefield Three. Um, so just yeah, there, there was a, yeah a bit of aimbotting going on there. Um, but other than that, <laughs> like I don't really play multiplayer games anymore. So um, I know what this Kronos thing is just because I've had people, you know, like my friends who play multiplayer games talk about them before. Mm. Normally when they're like crying because they're getting killed on on some game um but yeah so i know what they are and it just kind of seems like this probably should have been done a long time ago from what i understand yeah interesting um, oh no that's uh that's wild because yeah I've, the only time i've really done it is um with uh this is maybe two or three years ago the first time call of duty came to mobile uh, I'd seen, I think it was like PC Gamer, even like they were the ones that gave me the idea to do it. And like there was an instruction how to do it, but it was, you can access, you can basically uh, download a thing that makes your computer an Android phone. And so mm. you can download the game, which was free and then play your mouse and keyboard versus people that are actually in the game using touchscreen control. So they're like terrible. And I'm just yeah. like, headshotting everyone. And it yeah. was fun for like five minutes and you're like, oh, this is insanely easy. And then I just stopped <laughs> doing it. But yeah, it was that, that was the only time I dabbled in that. But it's Did you come uh, across anyone else doing the same thing? I don't think so. It's just, you know, just like yeah. eight year olds crying at me because, you know, I'm winning. <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like you're trolling, it's it's fun for about five seconds and then you're like, okay, this is there's no challenge. This is not but yeah. there's people that dedicate this is their whole yes. thing is cheating yeah. forever and i'm like how yeah. do you how is that fun to you it's like there's no challenge anymore there's no competition yeah I, it's just weird i i think yeah i don't get it i mean people just do weird things i mean i'd get it if they were like developing the tool themselves and you know mm. doing it more as like a hobbyist kind of thing like oh can i break this game but people just download stuff whack it on a usb or you know whatever it is you do nowadays to to, to, to do this but um yeah it's it's weird and and it and it's one reason or it's tied to one reason why i don't like playing multiplayer games anymore and it's because the people who moan constantly about like how this person who killed you is hacking or yep. like your games lag it, it i just it, like i sometimes i've joined like a party with um you know some guys i know that, that play playstation and it's just full of them like crying and moaning and it's just like in stuff it's just one thing about multiplayer games i just can't uh deal with um so maybe that's why they do it to make people do that um, and they find <laughs> it funny yeah it's strange uh you the <laughs> stuff you mentioned right now that's my nephews and they're like 12 <laughs> yeah. years old that's what they do yeah yeah it's always to hear my little brother just screaming like <laughs> it is that little <laughs> high-pitched voice like playing fortnite or whatever and it's just yeah that's 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 the kids yeah. these days man yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Kyle, moving on. We got uh, our last bit here. Not a lot this happened uh, recently, but so we got Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition comes to PC on March 21st. It includes the Burning Shores expansion for about 60 bucks US. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned you didn't play the Burning Shores. Do you think you'll jump into the PC version uh, and play the DLC with this? I need to play the bloody PS5 version first. I think like, I just need to get back to that game. I think I'm maybe like 10 hours into Forbidden West and then... Mm for whatever reason just stop playing it but uh i think i think if i remember correctly there was something that happened in the story that i wasn't too fond of and it just kind of put me off a little bit but i really really want to go back to it um but yeah it's cool to see that it's coming to pc because the first one's on pc so i guess that kind of like completes that and the fact it's all complete means people have been waiting for it are going to get all the content all at once which um is the annoying thing about dlc is that it usually comes out too late so by the time it's out you're already done with the game so yeah um yeah that'd be a cool little package for for those who have been waiting for it i feel like uh you're a big portal ps portal fan this could be a good portal game because <laughs> you're sitting around it's not as um input um important where it's like you need that one for one it's like you're you're platforming and stuff like there's enough of that yeah there's less of that you know delay where it's like it could be fine and you're playing at you know be, bed, yeah so. i mean for games like horizon i think i'd probably like to play it mainly on tv just because i've got a nice oled tv and i sure. think that would look really good on there but certainly for games like this when you know if it's like oh i need to clean up this area of the map like i'll be like oh, i'll just do that in bed tonight on the portal or something so yep um yeah it could definitely be a good hybrid game that and sort of other open world um games like it be yeah, i need to get back to it just get such a massive game that um i haven't played and same with god or ragnarok um as well both games i need to need to get to yep you gotta play them they're awesome they are awesome now, Callum, switching gears here. We got uh, we played a bit of Gravity Rush Remastered. Um, this was uh, this is an old PS4 remaster of a I want to say a Vita game originally, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, we were talking about kind of going back and playing some older PS titles, and this is one that was on my list for a long time, and so I just needed a good excuse to jump into it. Um, but uh, how are you? You've been playing it a bit now. We're also not the biggest experts on the game. Like I haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been. I'm about four hours. I want to say into it. Um, but I am pretty positive on it. How are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I think I'm. I'm probably two, maybe three hours in, um, and it's taken me a little bit to get to grips with. I think the controls are just the way the game controls and everything is a little bit finicky and fiddly but i feel like i'm starting to finally get that down now especially with the kind of like um challenge missions that are kind of dotted around me sort of sort of doing those and trying to sharpen up my my controls but as i've sort of been playing it more and more i'm kind of understanding it a bit more and i'm understanding especially that it's quite nice to navigate you know it's very easy to understand where you need to go the map tells you where everything is there seems to be like a fairly basic loop of npcs to talk to to get some storyline and then your actual mission marker and um so i'm sort of starting to understand how it wants me to play it. i'm enjoying it a bit more but yeah it's cool it's a very unique um looking game i didn't realize how japanese it was it's almost like a manga kind of style um to the cutscenes and the graphics are kind of almost like a uh war 
not a watercolor, but you know that kind of like comic book, yeah, I get that. Three D stylized, uh, so it looks kind of weird at times, but um, ultimately it looks looks nice. But but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm not really too sure on the story. Not entirely sure what's going on. I've just like gone and stolen some furniture for my little home, um, and then went and stole a star for a detective who wasn't a detective or something. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. But yeah, yeah, weird stuff. Definitely weird stuff going on in the story. But um, yeah, it's really cool. It's a game. Yeah, also that I've I've always wanted to try out. Um, and yeah, I think it's a very unique game. But so far, it's just a little bit fiddly. I'm not very good at it yet, and I'm finding it quite hard to to play. But I feel like that's kind of the point, and it will get easier uh, hopefully. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you're collecting furniture for your apartment. I, I, I've done that mission, and yeah. she lives in the sewer, so she chooses yeah. to live yes. in the sewer and get some furniture for her house. And her name's Cat, and she has a cat, but the cat is called Dusty, but her name's Cat. And that cat is confusing. the cat is dope. Like it's just like a yeah. silhouette with and, uh, and the like cat space is, behind it. Is all the powers, isn't it? Like, I believe she so. doesn't actually have any powers. The cat does, which is why when you like shift up and there's like people around you that might get like pulled up with it i love that i, I yeah, love that, that is <laughs> it's really hilarious cool. yeah but how, yeah how are you finding the like the actual shifting and like zooming and stopping and going where you want to go are you is that something you're kind of getting better at did like because I, I struggled with it at first but after doing some of the races i think it's starting to like tighten up a little bit yeah it's um i'm in the same boat where it was a bit uh you know hard to not hard to understand but it's like okay you know i get the kind of concept i'm floating around sometimes it's not as precise as i would like but uh, it gets easier and then there's other stuff you unlock or i just figured out i could do it and it was there from the beginning but you can basically in addition to going into any point you know in, in three-dimensional space you can also like grind or slide it's basically like your tony hawk sliding on any flat plane and it's you're going forward, and it's just like you're 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 skating or something. It's, that's really fun. So I'll just like skate around. Um, you have your jump in the air, and then tell where you want to tell the character where you want to go, and then any flat surface becomes like that's your that's your yeah. your, your your point that you're walking around. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Sometimes I'm not as exact as I'd like to be. That's where it gets a little frustrating if I have yeah. to be kind of on point. And there's some weird thing I think moving the controller aims her, but so does the analog stick. I think it's got some of that like PlayStation Vita, yeah, um, motion control in there in some way. I haven't really played around with it, but I've noticed that moving the controller can make her go in weird directions. But I'm I'm trying to. That's one thing I'm trying to get better at is when you do launch, is sort of controlling her in midair. Um, so I've noticed that you can almost like glide and and be quite. Um, granular with with what you want to do but i'm just getting to grips with that it's it's, it's quite difficult to control but there's it's just unique enough to kind of keep it interesting and i think the combat uses it quite nicely you know you have like um the enemies which have like the weak points on like the top of their back which means you've got to try and get above them and go down on them mm -hmm. and uh some of them got to say a bit pervy well, let's see. Yeah, this is and kind the of game in, in general actually is is a bit pervy. Um, I started a side mission, which I think is actually DLC, and it's like a, a maid mission. So I'm now wearing some like maid costume, um, and then you've got to go fight those like weird legs almost that have like a weirdly big ass that <laughs> is also where the weak point is. So you got to punch yeah. them in the ass and. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, kind of, yeah, some kind of like pervy stuff going on, but it's good. It's cool. It's it's that Japanese kind of it's cultural uh, differences. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite as like egregious as maybe it's like Persona, where you've got like actual you're fighting actual penises, but um, it's <laughs> uh, awesome. yeah, it's like a, a a baby's first version of that kind of. Yeah. Um, erotica but it's, it's good yeah I, I like it i like i like it a lot and um i think playing it today is the first time where i've spent maybe like more than an hour and a half with it and i think that's kind of what i needed to for it to really uh break on me so yeah i'm gonna definitely finish it and um i'm hearing the gravity rush 2 is very good as well so maybe um if if we like it enough we can get move on to that one afterwards yeah i'm starting to get um at this point in the game just a bit um, I wouldn't say bored, but a lot of the stuff kind of ends up feeling the same. Mm. The mechanics that I'm that I'm you know just doing over and over again. So, but I I I'm hoping that that passes. But yeah, at this point, I'm kind of so so on and it. Does but the story I'm, I'm, start making sense or not really? No, but sort of. Uh, there <laughs> is some kind of you know. There's other character like you do uh, find another character like you that has some kind of animal mm. ability that's controlling. So like there is that you're connecting these different. You're in this weird floating city. This is where the game mm. takes place, and you are connecting these other parts that have been fractured. But then you meet these other characters that kind of control everything, but they don't make any sense. So I don't know if I'm looking for it to tie together, but or to make any kind of sense whatsoever, but. Um, it is fun. Like when you nail the the mm. maneuverability, like when you're flying and you're hitting these points you want to hit, it's it's very fun. Like I really dig mm. that. It's uh, just like the the flow, the, the the speed of it. And I think the cat is a great character as well. Like she's really funny and um, yeah. likable, and um, yeah, it's it's really cool. And and the, I mean, like this quest I'm doing at the moment, this side quest, which yeah, I, th I think is DLC because the trophies that i'm getting for doing this quest are in like a dlc trophy list so it must like come included with the version or whatever but yeah it'd be basically doing like uh i had to go and get like an ice cream and all these ingredients um for this like really rich woman and get it back to her before it melted oh. um and it, and i think with how the maneuver like how you maneuver around the world doing these kind of like time sensitive things where you gotta like go to this place stasis it so it's like you're like dragging it with you and then go so and and it's just really fun and it's and and the kind of moments between cat and this really rich woman who she's working for they're really they're, they're quite funny so um so yeah so i'm currently not actually progressing the main story i'm just doing this side thing and then i'll probably uh, crack on but but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm starting to really get it i think and it's not cool what i expected either i don't know if uh, it's the same for you like i always thought gravity rush was a kind of like a puzzle game mm. um i had no idea it was like a proper japanese action adventure uh game um and i didn't realize how stylized it was either with the with the kind of manga uh, manga um cutscenes and comic book kind of style so um yeah it's pleasantly surprised me and um after today playing today i'm really looking forward to getting back to it yeah i guess i always remember just the the 3D mechanics, like moving around in 3D space, and it seemed really wild to me, and that's always how it stood out, but I really knew nothing else about it. This would be a game where if I still had a Vita, it'd be a blast to just have this in my pocket, in my backpack, so it's like if I want to have some downtime, pop open a level, play it a bit, and then put it back. Um, I think that would really, the gameplay itself really lends well to just like play it in chunks mm -hmm. along the way. Um, yeah. The You mentioned the 
just how funny it is. Yeah, it's uh, that was one of my notes where it's like this. The dialogue is very funny. Like, or just like the weird stuff that happens in the town. You can pick up the people with you, fly across. You can basically beat them, and they'll just kind of like cower. It's like it's just a very funny world to exist in. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's definitely got like a charm to it. I didn't expect um, which it definitely starts to shine through sort of the more you you kind of go through it and um i think the only thing as well is the combat i'm i'm enjoying again the more i play it mainly because the the enemy variation seems to be stepping up every time i enter like an enemy uh sort of encounter so i'm hoping that continues um and they kind of make you do different things you know they make you sort of try and use your different moves and try and use the gravity and things um but yeah, I'm not, I think that's probably the, the only part I'm not sure on um, is the combat. I don't know whether it gets a bit better or, you know, you start unlocking more moves. But um, I think that's probably the weakest part of it that, that I've I've sort of seen so far. Um, I find it, yeah. it just doesn't read that well, I don't think. I don't think like dodging feels very satisfying. Um, but, I, but I do enjoy the some of the bigger enemies that like when you get that sort of weak spot here it does feel very satisfying so it's a bit of a mixed bag yeah with the combat i feel the same way where it's just a bit sluggish at times um mm. and then when you're flying i feel a little more confident but of course like if the game really doesn't want you to just like stand on the ground and go toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe. they want you to fly around which i get but i just wish it was just a bit speedier more responsive mm. when i'm so i feel like i'm linking almost like combos together and i'm jumping from one character to another almost like yeah. a lock-on kind of thing is what it needs yeah. something yeah. devil may cry like arcadey i would think it would really fit this world yeah and the uh, art style is really dope. Like I found that, I found being very positive on just like not only the world, but like the, you mentioned the manga, like just like cutscenes almost where they're just like going character to character in the dialogue. Or there's even these like in-between cutscenes where you can move the page around. Like it's like just like a 3D thing where you can kind of warp like how it looks. Um, that was really, really dope. And yeah, I think it's the style of a, that they set back when this game came out, it holds up because yeah, we're playing a remaster, but because it's this cell shady kind of thing, mm. it still looks good or it still looks playable at this point. Yeah. And I think the character designs are awesome. Again, Cat looks yep. really, really cool. Um, Alias, is it? The, this sort of villainous character I've just encountered. They The redhead? Uh, got like a weird mask on. Um, very oh, yes. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and some of the other characters as well. They're, they're just a really cool style. Um, and, and it feels, you know, taken straight out of like a, a manga or an anime, like with, with these characters. And, you know, they are very heavily stylized and... Um, and yeah, I I just think, especially Kat, I think, you know, when she like turns red and she has these powers and her eyes go like bright. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. I'm, 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 I'm really enjoying it. It's just been a bit of a slow burner, which I think maybe it's been the same for you. And obviously we wanted to maybe finish it uh, in time. But yeah, I think just the nature that the game is, is very different to play. It kind of requires a little bit longer before you really get it and, and get into the groove of it so i think i'll i'll definitely finish it up over the week and then maybe look into the second one but i know also there's a lot of games coming up next week which i'm very interested in yeah it's uh we'll see how this fits with just our regular lives but the time i got to yeah. spend with it, it it was cool and i'm glad i did get to try it because it was always on my list uh i am now curious with gravity rush 2 if they mm. improve on some of the the feel of the mechanics um I, it makes me think of like just what 
Insomniac does with movement where it's like, I feel like if you could give this property, it's gotta be Japanese for sure. But like, as far as just like the movement mechanics, it could lend itself well to another studio bringing this thing back up again and controlling <clears throat> or tackling the movement aspects of it. Cause it's like, there's something there where it's like, it could be a bit more arcadey and it would be really, really fun if, if they focused on that movement more. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's always the danger of revisiting series, isn't it? As you play one, then you're like, oh, I wonder how they improved on this in the second one, and then you're, you know, stuck. But at least there is only two of them. Um, but I'm really interested, yeah, I don't know if there is any talk of the third one. I know that they're making up a movie, aren't they, of it or something? Or there a is a movie series. being made, yes. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if that will then spark on maybe a revisit to the series. So it might, might be a good time for us to get involved because it you know it might be time for a third one to be announced or something um, else like that. Yeah, so this game, just going into Wikipedia, this game was from Japan Studio, Sony Japan Studio. Now that in 2001 was reorganized and merged into Team Asobi and other SIE studios. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who's left or what's left that would, there's a property that Sony owns still, but like who would even tackle this thing again because mm -hmm. that original dev has now been spread across all these other studios. So I don't know. And the Sobe, they're the ones who made um, the little robe Astro. Bot yes, Astro's Playroom, things, yeah. Playroom VR, yeah. Well, I mean, surely they're working on something. I mean, who's to say maybe they're not True. taking the reins? Um, I mean, because I think there's some that studio we've been waiting for quite a while for. You know what's next for them, so that could be interesting. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad that we, you know, I'm glad that you sort of thought about Gravity Rush because yeah, it's something that just kind of completely escaped my brain that existed and it is a big prop well it, you know it's a fairly big property that yeah just i just never got around to and, and now playing it it's surprised me in lots of different ways so i'm glad that i've done that um and yeah it'll be the same i guess for when i finally play death stranding as well i suppose will be a similar kind of yep. kind of thing awesome camel we'll end the the show and the playstation book club there for the week um, you can catch us online. I know you're Bear Monroe on Twitter. You can keep us uh, keep track of us on Twitter as well at Plastic Heart Pod. But we'll end it there for the week, Callum. If you'll give everyone a big kiss, good night. Good night. Okay, let's go.